What's poppin', man? I hope y'all enjoyed y'all Christmas, man. I hope y'all enjoyed Consumption Day. That's what I call it. Because a lot of people consume things and it's consumerism and buying up, spending up all their money, their bankroll. And we just gonna have fun on this podcast, man. I'm with the shits on this podcast. I just had dope discussions with two brothers that I really highly appreciate. And I'm sipping on the Cabernet, man. And I just wanted to talk about a couple of topics, man. And the topics is Suge Knight, man. The, the conversation. Y'all see the uh, thumbnail or whatever. Suge Knight. Suge Knight was on Million Dollars Worth of Game expressing uh, a lot. He was just expressing a lot. He was talking about a lot. And uh, I just want to break down some of the things that he was saying on there. And Fetty Wap. I listened to the interview with Fetty Wap. You know, Fetty Wap, he just got caught up in a, a massive bust, man. Million dollar bus And uh, he discussed it with DJ Academics On uh, DJ Academics show on Spotify And then I want to talk about these ladies man It might sound like I'm bashing ladies on this podcast But Who cares man I'm just being honest And it's just my perspective and the way I feel about things I love women at the end of the day I love righteous individuals At the end of the day It ain't about male or female or whatever I just like Righteous individuals And the artists that we highlighting Straight out of ATL Dropping the dopest R&B music On the planet right now Summer Walker Let's go Before we get into the Suge Knight discussion, though, I want to shout out my boy, Eric Cash. I'm going to put a link in the description for y'all to check out his show. He's like a fitness guru, man. He showed his progression. And you know what I mean? His weight loss progression and his health progression to becoming like one of the best. He's he's on stages doing his thing now. He's a motivational speaker. And he, he got a dope show, man. And he's encouraging people to be better than where they are today. And he have a dope discussion, man. Me and him just had a discussion. It motivated me to continue to be great. It motivated me. And I'm going to put the link to his show in the description, man, so y'all can check him out. But we're going to get on into the Suge Knight thing, and I'm going to give y'all my perspective on some of the things that he was saying on the show. A uh, million dollars worth of game. It was dope to me. <laughs> it was dope to me. But let's get on into it, though. I think that Tupac got a person me. How was- did you talk about Snoop? When it came to Snoop, I knew the twins and Domino first before we even met Snoop. But when Snoop came to death row and when Snoop got in trouble, and I don't regret none of this, Snoop, we only had one song done on Snoop. So when I did, I said, look, I took my company. I said, I'll tell you what, give me $5 million right now. 
I said, for what? I said, I got to put us to this and, and, and together for Smith's murder trial. They said, you know he's probably going to lose, and you know you're going to lose your whole company. I said, well, it's worth his life. So I put my whole company up on, got the $5 million. Who gave you the $5 million? I don't want to bring in David Kenner. I don't want to bring in David Kenner. I don't want to bring in Johnny Cochran. Hold up, Shug, who, who gave you the $5 million? Who, what label gave you the $5 million? Interscope. Interscope. Jimmy Iovine. Yep. Yep. I went to them and said, here, give me this money right now. They tell me, don't do it. You'll be dumb to do it. You're going to go to prison. I said, all right, a chance I got to take. So not only did I do that, I walked in, and everybody talks about, all the lawyers head down, said, we can't beat this case. I said, why not? They said, the, the, the guy who was winning, who was supposed to be the security, has a nine millimeter. Stoop has a three eighty. Allegedly, he shot on the ground. The bullet hit the ground. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. It raised up and killed him. Right? All right. And once it, it killed him, right? So I said, what the hell? If the bodyguard had the three eighty and Stoop had a nine, we fucked. But instead, the bodyguard has got to tell him he was shooting... 380 bullets out of a 9mm. But a 380 can't shoot 9mm bullets, but a 9mm can, can shoot 380 bullets. When Snoop went to court, it was 100 power rules out there every day. They told me they was going to arrest me if I keep coming to court because they're scared to tell the truth. I said, oh, well, I'm still coming. Mm, mm, mm. Like a lot of people talk about Suge Knight as not being an honorable individual. But to me... That sounds very honorable. He didn't have to put death row up. He didn't have to put $5 million up for, uh, you know what I mean, uh, Snoop Dogg's murder case trial. And you see he hired Johnny Cochran. Like hiring Johnny Cochran was a big thing back then. You knew you was going to win. He had just beat the OJ trial before that. Then he fought for Snoop Dogg. So at the end of the day, that was an honorable thing to do, but I think that this podcast was set up to see uh, Suge Knight as an honorable individual. He did some things with by street rules that was very honorable for Snoop Dogg and Tupac. I remember it was times when Snoop Dogg was uh, talking about how uh, the contracts was wrong and Suge, uh, Suge was doing things in the contract that wasn't right. And... Uh, at that time in the early 90s, people didn't know nothing about contracts when you coming up off the streets or whatever. People didn't know no better. Suge didn't even know no better. At the end of the day, he was getting robbed. And Death Row was a $300 million company in the 90s. And he didn't know no better. Now, Suge Knight's in prison and he had went broke before he went to prison and all type of stuff, man. But we're going to look at we're going to listen to another audio uh Experience from the million dollars worth of game podcast with Gilly the Kid and Wallow, uh, about the Snoop, uh, the not the Snoop Dogg, but the Suge Knight interview. Let me ask you a question now. Yeah, when you went and got Pac, what made you go get Pac out of jail? What made you say, I'm going to get Pac? And did you really write write a contract down on the paper to sign him? Man, Pac is one of the best. That was my little brother before he was with my little brother. Was this was the truth about it? Interscope didn't want him. They wanted to give him to me because Pac would always come up there and call him the, the devil. God's the devil, right? So when Pac, I talked to him to, to slow it down, Pac was, you know, 
being Pac cocky, everybody was mad enough. No, let him be him. When Pac got shot in New York, I guess everybody else was sending flowers and roses. I sent him a bulletproof vest with the Death Row logo on the back so he don't get scared now. So when Pac went to prison, Keisha kept calling my office saying she was his wife. Everybody laughing at her. So I took a call one day. She was telling the truth. I grabbed my lawyer. I'm on house arrest with a house anchor bracelet. Got my private plane. Took a private plane out there. Took another plane to there. Took an hour and a half ride to the to the prison and went to go visit. And yeah. got Pac out of prison. Okay. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. Now, if you was living in those times, you would know that that people didn't want to touch Tupac because Tupac was a wild boy. He had got shot in New York. He was saying a lot of things. He was just a, a very energetic and like a loud spoken individual. He would speak his mind. And in that industry, uh, speaking your mind is not always a good thing. It's not always a good thing. And it's it's not a bad thing either, though, because the truth need to be said. The truth need to be told. And uh, Suge Knight, like listening to this show, I don't agree with a lot of the things that Suge Knight did and stood for. I'm not a person that really thinks that <laughs> I could care less about gang violence at the end of the day and gangs and people being a part of gangs. But that's part of the L.A. culture. And uh, at the end of the day, that's just their culture. I'm not a part of uh, a gang. I could care less about it. But that's their culture. And uh, at the end of the day, Suge Knight did do some honorable things. And he did salute a couple of people on that podcast. He saluted uh, Snoop Dogg. He didn't have nothing positive to say about Dr. Dre or Kanye. But if y'all listen to it for yourselves, million dollars worth of game show. Then it's very interesting, though. But more about that show, though. Suge Knight, he talked about his musical sense and people not knowing that he plays instruments himself. Like he had musical sense, knowledge about instruments. So. He could own a label. He could run a label right because he knows talent because he's talent himself. And he also talked about how at one point him and Puff was cool. They worked together. He cleared samples for Puff. He also talked about how he feel he was wrongfully convicted. He said that he ran over the individual that he killed. The reason he's in prison because they had draw guns on him. And he was scared for his life and he had to drive. He had to keep going because he felt as if he was going to be shot. He told stories about Tupac. He also one thing that was very interesting was he talked about uh, black CEOs at the moment, like the uh, QCP that's running quality control with the Migos and uh, little baby and uh, the city girls. And, you know, what I mean, multiple artists on their label. He talked about Yo Gotti and how he's doing his thing or whatever. And uh, he just talked about black CEOs because it's a plethora of them. Rick Ross is a black CEO. And uh, and one thing that interested me that is he said how obvious it is that people is telling they're getting caught up in all of these situations, but they're not going to jail. They're catching charges. And and he said something, too, that uh, it was subliminal. But if you know, you know, and if you caught it, you caught it. He said that. uh. Black CEOs, black bosses are letting snitches run their company. And that's like a subliminal shot at Jay-Z because the, the person that's running Rock Nation is a known informant. 
federal informant. People know that, but they don't want to accept it. And, and, and that was dope to me, though, because if you let an informant run your company, then at the end of the day, if the feds want to get your artists or when they're doing something illegal, they got the informant in there running the company. But let's get back into it, man. Let's highlight some Walker some more, man, because this album is fire. Go check our album out, man. What is it called? Hold on, hold on. Still over it. Part two. Let's go. Even though I might have been wrong in the way that I didn't keep it private, responding in the best way I know. And you know that a bitch stay down, nigga been down it. Well, I stay When you say, Yeah, so one time I I think it was 2015. On a previous podcast, I said that uh, <laughs> Future ran, ran 2015, and I was wrong. It was an artist that had a plethora of hits in 2015. Fetty Wap. I don't know why 300 who just sold their company for 400 million dollars, and their company got popping on the backs of Fetty Wap and Amigos. Uh, why they released all of those records? Do y'all remember the Trap Queen? Baby, won't you come my way? And a plethora of records. Fetty Wap, why they released six number one hit records in one year, back to back in a row? But that ain't what I want to talk about. On the interview, what uh, struck me, and this probably is a long uh, uh, portion that I'm going to play of the video, but what struck me was that the usage of money, the way he handled money, because he was getting a lot of it. Fetty Watt was getting a lot of it. And the way he used it and the way he handled it was like weird to me. But let's go on and listen to the audio, man. Let me shut up. That shit like yesterday, I took out $100,000 and I was about to fly to Cali. And uh, when I landed in, no, I was flying to Cali. And when I landed out there, because it was doing my daughter's birthday that weekend, I think, and um, uh, I went to the bank again, and that shit was like, uh, hold. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck do that mean? <laughs> like, so you try to take money, and they're like, oh, no, there's a hold on it. Yeah. And then I went to call to my other account, like, yo, can you send me this? And he's like, yo, bro, um, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, what you talking about? And yeah, so for like... I think for like six months, yeah, I was broke, bro. Damn, they had your whole like account on freeze. Yeah. It wasn't like no taxes shit or nothing nah. like that. Damn, so you, you just, and by the way, this happens to a lot of like, you know, entertainment, like you don't know, sometimes you might get in it, like you're probably paying so much fucking bills, you don't know exactly what your name is on, what you yeah, owe. I was doing like 150,000 a month bills, but I was, see, that's the dumbest shit I was doing. Like, matter of fact, yeah, if I had to, it was jewelry and like apartments. I had a lot of fucking apartments, like. Why? I don't fuck just for everybody or just nah, you. I just really just 
like I didn't like staying in hotels. Like I ain't like I don't like hotels. I don't like being. I don't like people who just could knock on my door when they feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, fuck you, sign in there. Let's go. Let's go see what's roomy in. Yeah. Like, I ain't like that shit. So, you got like like five like apartments or something like that. Yeah, I have like maybe like four apartments in Jersey. I had like two apartments in Miami, a couple apartments in LA. Then I have house in LA. I have a house in Jersey. Like a house in Miami. Like I was just doing. Yo, this house. All right. So, so, so wait, because like when I when I started looking at my bills, like when I started paying my shits myself, like I'm like. What are y'all taking from that so far? Think about it. I'm going to continue to play it. I'm going to tell y'all what is on my mind. But while I'm playing this audio, think about what he's saying. Think about how you would act if you was making $100,000 a day. He just said he had four apartments in Jersey, four apartments in Miami, a house here, a house there, because he didn't like something. I'm going to continue to play the audio. Fuck, I'm paying $10,000 a month for a car insurance. Like, I'm like, well, what I'm doing that for? I only, I'm only driving about two, three of these motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And that's when I learned, you know, you can keep your cars, just take the insurance off if you're not going to drive it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, simple shit kind of started getting me, like, I, I only travel, I was traveling with 14, 15 niggas, 16 niggas, maybe sometimes 30 niggas. And yeah, I know. Yo, there was one time somebody told me that you were traveling with like two DJs, three hype men. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, what you got going on? Yeah, it was it was it was ridiculous, bro. It was like it was just no ain't nobody give a fuck if they was getting paid. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't nobody give a fuck if they was getting paid. As long as that money was coming, ain't nobody was gonna say, yo, don't do that. Because then they were scared to Okay, okay. People, they people were scared to say shit to me because they didn't want to stop their money. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you know they they call it yes man, like I said now now we go like I was saying like it was I know for a fact I was clearing a hundred thousand every day. Now the day I woke up and I only made like forty thousand, I'm like huh uh some shit ain't right. Mm. The Traylon Jackson podcast. My thoughts when I listen to that is that I know we come up in the projects. I know we come up in poverty. Situations that we don't know how to handle money And I didn't play all the audio Because it got long He was saying one time He was buying Robin jeans and all of that And uh, they are a thousand dollars a pair And he would buy 40 pair But he would have one pair for himself He was buying a pair of Robin jeans for the crew Like you're making a hundred thousand dollars a day You're supposed to be setting yourself up And your family and your kids For generational wealth you don't supposed to be using that money to please individuals and have two DJs, uh, two, three role managers and all of that, man. That's just ridiculous. And, and and as of recently, him getting caught up in the situation that he's in, selling drugs and stuff to maintain that lifestyle. We got to think about that. <laughs> doing what he doing to maintain that lifestyle was crazy, but. Fetty Wap, man, he was a very talented artist And 300 misused him at the end of the day And he misused his money, the opportunity that he had Because 2015, he was making $100,000 a day Ooh $100,000 a day, come on now How much money is that? That's $36 million, ain't it? $36,500,000 Let me do the math Let me go ahead and get the... uh. 
the calculator out because I want to be accurate with the people. 100,000 times 365. That's $35,600. $36,500 in a day. That's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. He misused it. But we're going to switch the topic, man. I just wanted to talk about that because those were the trending topics. Now, I don't want to bash women. I'm not that type of individual. And I want to talk about uh, Hip Hop Uncensored. I watched a, a, a episode of Hip Hop Uncensored. That's a dope show that they got going on. And it was a guy on there who in 2011, he filed a suit against Jay-Z claiming that Jay-Z was his father. And I was disturbed by this because I went through a situation in the similar to this. But as y'all see, I don't have no kids. The, the woman was lying. And I want to take up for men one time because we go through stuff, man. And people want us to be like always tough and always not sensitive about things. And we go through things, man. And women are against us in certain instances. But I love women too though But they're against us in certain instances And I feel bad for this young man Let me find out his name The, the dude who's claiming Jay-Z is his father Because I don't even remember his name Already And uh He was on Hip Hop Uncensored Talking about how he It's more than Jay-Z being his father It's about uh It's about the people who don't know who their father is And Jay-Z not taking the test He's not taking the test to see if He is his father or not But You know this stuff is Done by state Like if a man lives in another state And a woman in another state Is proclaiming that he's the father of his child He don't have to take the test And people feel bad about that And kids feel bad about that Because the laws and they want the laws to be changed long as you in the United States you should have the test if somebody proclaims that you had sex with them and and this child is yours that's bullshit I just want to say that because women see a baller or they see a man that's successful and financially stable and they try to use that man and proclaim that he's the father I'm not saying this about your mother my brother if you listen to this podcast but it's holes out here, <laughs> and if you don't know it's holes out here, then that's your your bad. But it's holes out here that 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 blame, you know what I mean, men, and say that the kid is theirs. I I, I went through it. I'm gonna get on into it about what I went through after we listen to it. But I went through it, man, and it ain't right. It don't feel good, and it could be a person that you didn't even have sex with. You just in their presence and you hung out with them a couple of times And people think that y'all had sex And you didn't even have sex with the individual And they got pregnant and they claimed that the baby is yours And it ain't even yours But let's get on into what the young man was saying His name is Ramir Satterswaite He's from Philadelphia And he says that Jay Z is his father He was told by his mom Wanda That she believed Jay Z was his father When he was around 8 she hooked up with the rapper She was a model In 1992 In his aunt's apartment In the projects of Brooklyn, New York After he picked her up In Philadelphia 
And this is all alleged by Hip Hop Uncensored. This is all alleged. But let's get on into it. Criminal charges against Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, and his lawyers. It's been going on for so long, and I don't know, you know, I haven't really did no interviews with nobody. I've been, you know, a regular family guy going to work every day, you know, taking care of my family. Just on everyday life, you know, I've been just staying to myself. I haven't been saying anything. But I just want the world to know I am filing criminal charges and it's been so much going on with this case that, you know, they will never let get out or I'm not going to say they will never let get out. But you, it's just things that y'all don't know. Y'all probably look at it and be like, you know, I heard a lot of when I was looking at the comments, I saw the whole lot. This guy crazy and he probably want 15 minutes of fame. But I just want the world to know I'm coming from my heart and I'm speaking from my heart. I just want y'all to know that everything is real. I'm telling y'all, it's nothing that I got to hide. Or, you know, my mom passed away two years ago, you know, and I'm, she passed the torch to me. I'm still left with it. And I just said, I'm, I'm, I will continue fighting. I just want that for everybody in the world, not just for me. This, this is a bigger picture for the kids out there, whatever, whoever you're looking for, your father or your mother, and you fully believe in that, just fully, just, just, just picture all into it. Don't let nobody tell you. Man, I feel sad for the young man because... Like I said, it's holes out there. I ain't calling his mother that, but it's holes out there. And uh, women, get your shit together, man. Don't be sleeping with ten niggas then blame the one who's doing well. That uh, he's the father, and th- this might not be the case with this situation. But I feel feel bad for the son, and the reason I feel bad for the son is because like when I was uh a young man. I told you I was going to tell y'all my situation. When I was a young man, a, a, a female blamed her son on me. And we didn't even have sex. But in this, it's different from this situation because Jay-Z didn't take the DNA test. Me and her was in the same state. So I took the DNA test and it came back double zero. But word on the street and, and from my knowledge, she was sleeping with a plethora <laughs> of individuals But I didn't never slept with the girl But she was blaming the baby on me Because I was doing well financially And uh, just recently Like two, three years ago The son reached out to me And asked Was I his father He reached out to me on Facebook Was I his father I, I said Your mama didn't tell you that the Uh the test came back negative zero zero. He said, nah, I said, well, you can, you can go downtown and, and, and see that the test came back zero because she filed it in the courthouse or whatever. So I say to this, that it's, it's, it's just weird to me. And, and, and ladies quit being thirsty, quit being dehydrated, quit wanting a baller and get yourself together. Quit sleeping when niggas thinking that you're going to get something. You ain't going to get nothing but a hard time. These dudes just want you physically. They're not going to look out for your best interest. And if you're in a relationship, male or female, make sure that the the person that you're involved with is looking out for your best interest. Now, another thing that I'm proud of before I get off the podcast, I want to talk about uh, the hip hop community. I want to talk about Lil Baby. I want to talk about Roddy Rich. Something that they made me proud of. 
a beautiful lady, a very beautiful woman, sweetie. She just broke up with Quavo recently, right? She broke up with Quavo recently, and uh, she she acting thirsty. She's trying to get her a baller. She's trying to get a nigga to claim her. She's beautiful. At the end of the day, she just cut her off. She's still beautiful. You can't hide her. And uh, she took a picture with sitting on little baby lap, trying to get some clout. She took a picture and uh, talked about when she was sitting beside uh, Roddy Rich at the Lakers game. And when she was sitting beside Roddy Rich at the Lakers game, everybody thought that there was an item. And uh, I'm going to show y'all what Roddy Rich had to say about that. Roddy Rich had something to say about it because he didn't feel comfortable people thinking that there was an item. And uh, <laughs> he cur- people curving, sweetie. And, and she bad to be getting curved. But let's listen to what Roddy Rich had to say. You, when you do go and have like a moment of fun, you go to a basketball game, yeah. and then next morning it's all these rumors about who you're dating, oh, yeah, who you're hanging man. out with. You got that one, huh? Go ahead now, boy. You yeah. got a good one, man. For all the females out there, stop sitting by me next to the games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, and it's I'm going to tell fault. you straight up, man. You need to be taking us. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting down first. Right. <laughs> That was my and then here comes Sweetie sitting next to me. <laughs> you know, hey man, but it's it's crazy. Even with the Sweetie thing, right? It's crazy how how much we people are worried about what goes on. It's crazy that people worry about y'all lives or our lives that I much. Feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like people know what they be doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like. If you know Clickbait Yeah You gotta just Stop Jackson podcast. Mm. You gotta just Stop Man You gotta stop Trying to get clicks You gotta stop Clickbaiting You gotta stop Being thirsty man Sweetie you too bad For that man Get your shit together man And stay out them streets Niggas want you Quit acting like You want the ballers And quit being dehydrated For the ballers So you can get some attention <laughs> For real though man But it's a couple of things I wanna shout out Before I get off of her and uh, continue on with my day I want to show appreciation to the people Who uh, subscribe to the channel Off of the Nas uh, review The Nas review I did uh, It helped the channel out a lot It got like 37 subscribers Added to the channel From the Nas review A couple of thousand views or whatever Thank y'all for subscribing to the channel man And interact with me On the show man Leave something in the comment section Talk to your boy man Hit me up anytime in the email or leave something in the cash app if you want to see the channel grow. And thank y'all, man. For real. Peace, love. Plenty of abundance. Let's get some money. And let's get some money. Not go get some money. Let's get some money together. And we're going to ride out to the Summer Walker. Chill. Nigga, what you saying? You know I got needs, you know I got needs But you're the only one who can please them Excuse my language, that was my alter ego I know I'm obnoxious sometimes One minute I hate you, the next minute 
Then you bust me wide open and show me your mind Over and over again Got me rubbing in between my legs this a nigga where your head ain't Yeah, oh yeah Shit we be doing, our folks call it screwing. We be on a dumb shit, a stupid in love shit. The and Jackson podcast. Hello, this is the Trevor Jackson podcast, sponsored by Anchor app.